there, everyone. My name is Ari, and welcome to Made of Metal, a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds. So, you guys, I'm I'm really pumped. I'm really excited. I'm loving um, this new direction. I'm loving the energy that my guests are bringing me, and that I'm able to bring. We're able to bring you. It's really a domino effect, and I really like the vulnerability. I didn't think I would be comfortable with it, but it is wonderful. So I'm definitely going to be continuing this and continuing again, sort of tweaking um, my little intros, but getting straight to the meat of the matter, which I always love. So today, today's guest, as usual, of course, definitely made of metal. Hello. Welcome, Sarah Jane. Thank you so much for being on. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having yes, me. Abs- I've never described as truly metal before, so that's yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is definitely a title. It's a fun title that you can be proud of. So share, share as much as you can. But yeah, I very excited to have this conversation with you. Very excited to bring you on. You are so smiley, which I love because I also smile a ton and I, I just feel like it's good energy all around. So with that, please feel free to to jump right in and introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, my name is Sarah Jane and I live on the west coast of Canada on a small island called Salt Spring Island. I am an embodiment teacher and coach and I help fellow childless, not by choice women integrate grief and regain trust and confidence in themselves and their bodies so that they can open up to the life's possibilities. Oh, I love that. I, an embodiment coach. So this is something that, well, the, everything honestly that you work on is something that I very rarely, and I'm not quite sure a lot of people encounter, especially taking the childless focus and sort of focusing on that demographic that is very often overlooked or just minimized in a way. Um, So first of all, how did your personal journey lead you to embodiment coaching? Hmm. I'm a longtime yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. So I've been teaching full time for about, what was it, 13 years now and been a student for a lot longer. So having a history of working with the body and feeling the effects and knowing that our life experiences, our thoughts and our feelings, we're not just having them in our hearts and in our minds, but there's a deep connection with the body and our body holds on to, to experiences. So that, that was happening, uh, working in that realm. But my personal journey to being childless, not by choice includes multiple pregnancy losses, um, a long period of unexplained infertility, and then a chronic illness that led to a hysterectomy. So throughout, that spanned a long time. And so throughout that um, long period of grief, I wasn't really connected with what was going on in my body because it was very painful. Of course, you know, my of body course. felt like the site of all of this pain and all of this grief. So I was further along in my journey to acceptance and knowing that my life would be childless after the hysterectomy. 
because there was no more hoping and and maybe and and waiting there was that was that came to a definite end mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. hysterectomy so that gave me the space to start to reconnect the dots of yes i'm doing all of this work with healing my emotional grief and my mental anguish and realized that now I needed to bring in the the body piece. And having been a longtime yoga teacher, I started on my mat. It was simple movements, you know, feeling the ground beneath my feet and pulling myself back into my body. So it was really through that personal journey and realizing that there, that there's a gap in in support for childless women. There, I didn't see anybody else working from the the embodiment piece of it. So I figured that well, if it if it helped me, then maybe it would help at least one other person. And that's why I began offering uh, these services specifically to childless, not by choice women. Wow. Thank you for sharing such a um, a vulnerable and powerful path to lead you here with us today. The This is subject matter that people, it's very sensitive to for people. And for you to sort of be a teacher, it requires you to understand where your students are coming from and to really walk the walk with them. And you 100% do that. With that mind-body connection, you know, because there is so much trauma that you do associate with your body, how, I guess, would an individual overcome the feelings of, I want to dissociate from my body, even though the healing does begin with coming back to your body? I, I mean, uh, I've, I've seen people um, engaging in yoga, having full, you know, emotional releases because it's such a moving experience. So, you know, how can a person understand the importance of, even though it may feel more natural to pull away from your body, because that is what you're associating with your pain. Why is it important to, to come back to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. There's a couple of pieces in there. So I'll start with the, why is it important to come back to it? Our body is how we experience the world. And so if we are in this state of disassociation and disconnection, then we have this buffer between ourselves and the world and other people. And it it disassociates us and it disconnects us from feelings of happiness, joy, or possibility. So that's one one side of it. But I want to speak to being in this state of disassociation and disconnection. It is a very great nervous system response. You know, it is Mm, natural. It's normal. It means your body's working Mm -hmm. and it's necessary to be able to distance yourself to get through these traumatic uh, and highly triggering events. So, I don't want anybody to feel bad that that's how they feel and that they should be doing something differently. I'm glad you've said the that. First because that is the consensus. Is to notice, oh, that that's maybe where I'm at, and to be grateful that the body does that. Mm-hmm. 
because it's a very um, positive protection mechanism. And so how we go from disassociation to feeling more connected is a very slow process. Mm -hmm. We touch in because the body is the site of these, these traumas and we associate it with the body. We don't want to go full force and, you know, poke into our deepest wounds. That's not going to be healing. That's more likely to be triggering. Mm-hmm. So it first starts with noticing where are we at on that scale of sort of disconnection and disassociation. And are we ready to take one little step further towards um, coming out of that very natural nervous system response? Nervous. First of all, I want to say again, thank you so much for saying that because so many of us who do feel, you know, disconnected from their bodies are like, okay, this is an alarm bell essentially going off. Um, But though it does feel, like I said, very natural. Coming back to what you're saying about your nervous system and how important this is and staying sort of grounded in the physiological effects is this also like the mind-body connection and acknowledging your trauma? Is this all something that can be sort of achieved with physical movement? Or is this something that is a, sort of a holistic approach in that you're looking at, okay, you know, like walking meditations or like turning, like dancing and, and, and creating joy while moving your body? Is that all sort of in like the same ecosystem? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a big part of it is it finding a move, a type of movement or a way to move or a way to be in your body that feels good. So if you're drawn to dance and you feel connected in that way, then yeah, that's an, av- an avenue to explore. If you're drawn to mindful walking or walking meditation, that's an avenue to explore. So we want to be clear that it's not the same for everybody. And, mm. and movement alone is not the only way to, to work with this. You know, as you use the word holistic. And yes, it's important to have, you know, if you're working with an embodiment teacher, they're not a counselor. You know, I'm, I'm not a counselor. I'm a coach. So many of my clients also have a counselor or a therapist that uh, they're working on those aspects with. And then they come to me and we're working on sort of a, a movement piece and action-oriented things that they can do in their lives that, that help sort of bring the mind and body closer together, that help integrate all these different parts of themselves. Oh, okay. So that, so in, and when you say embodiment coach, what, tell us exactly, like, what does embodiment mean in that context? What does embodiment mean? Yeah. So simply put, it means coming home to your body. Mm, Okay. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So the same, the, the concept of coming back. Mm-hmm. to the physical movement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you help people, is it sort of a boundary and a barrier between connecting with the body and you kind of coach them and lead them down? 
It can be different depending. Uh, let's do just a simple exercise. How about I show you? Yes, okay. absolutely. I would love so, to. Just where you are right now. If you, if you feel comfortable and it feels natural, close your eyes. If not, mm-hmm. just look down, whatever feels safest. And bring your awareness to your feet. So feeling your feet on the ground beneath you. And to do that, you might need to wiggle your toes. You might even need to sort of rock your feet a little bit side to side. Mm -hmm. And noticing how the ground beneath you isn't moving, it's solid. And then what does that feel like underneath your feet? You don't have to answer out loud, just notice. And then keeping that connection with your ground and the feet, feel your seat on the chair. So you might have to do the same thing. You might need to wiggle a little bit to notice. Oh, yeah, there's my sitting bones. Mm. That's what the back of my legs feel like. Mm -hmm. And can you notice that the chair isn't moving either? So you have solidity underneath your feet, underneath your seat. And let yourself sink into that solidity being held by the solid foundation beneath you. And see if you can let your breath just go a little bit deeper, a little bit wider. So without forcing, finding this sense of settling down, connecting with the solidity of what's beneath you. So it allows you to feel that you can breathe a little bit deeper and a little bit wider. Oh, wow. Like, I already feel like (laughs) my eyes, I feel like hers. (laughs) No, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. (laughs) I'm like, am I falling asleep without even noticing? Wow, that is so okay. So even just with that exercise, I felt like truly exactly how you describe me, the solidity of the floor, the stability of sitting in my seat, things that you don't notice you're not noticing, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. This feels a lot more stable, a lot more calm. Uh-huh. Okay. So I see. So it's literally, that was so good. I hope everybody listening also, because <laughs> they're probably like, wow, <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. So like, oh, you're bringing awareness. So this reminds me a lot of how in meditation, they they say a lot be, because, of, because of the body connection, because it's so important to bring awareness to like your breathing and everything like that. Mm-hmm. What are some tips would you give to somebody who um, is trying to either learn more about embodiment or learn more about that? the importance of that mind-body connection? Like, are there any resources you would recommend? Are there any exercises like you just gave us, which was wonderful that you would recommend? Yeah, I mean, just that. It can be as simple, not easy, uh, as feeling Mm -hmm. the ground beneath your feet. When you're doing all kinds of things, it can be sitting. When you're doing the dishes, notice, do you stand on, on one leg more than the other? Do you notice oh, if you're sort of yeah. mm-hmm. forward or tipped back when you're standing in line in a, in a grocery store or if you're sitting on the bus? Notice 
where are you? And can you feel the solidity of the ground beneath your feet? And sometimes, no, it will feel like even though we know that the ground is solid, no, the ground feel mm-hmm. solid depending on our sort of mental and emotional state. And that's something to notice. So it all starts with <sighs> awareness. Where are these times and, and places where we mm-hmm. feel pulled off balance or we feel that there isn't this solidity? And can we actively, by focusing on our feet, can we invite a little bit more uh, sense of grounding, a little bit more solidity? Um, from that place, like yes. you said that you you felt uh, relaxed, you felt, yeah, I think you used the word better. So yeah, from that definitely. place, can we then take action? Mm, and sort of bringing this feeling, uh, you know, into our everyday lives into a more regular rotation. Mm-hmm. Wow. what? So what other benefits will somebody... Um, experience once they start, you know, the process of in, of trying to embody or come back to embodiment? Mm-hmm. Well, at first it can feel like a lot. You might notice like, oh, I actually don't feel very comfortable in a lot of mm-hmm. situations, you know, so that, that can, that can happen. But you also notice in some situations, I feel really comfortable. I feel like I belong here. I feel comfortable in this person's presence because I'm able to, in their presence, feel my seat, feel my feet, and feel grounded. Uh, so it is not gotcha. only an opportunity and an, and an avenue to connect with yourself, then it's mm-hmm. an opportunity and an, and an avenue to connect with others. Because that is a, a good sign if you're able to, uh, you know, come back to that feeling of center, of being grounded when you're with somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a, that's, that is so, that's profound because in, in its simplicity, exactly like you said. It's not no. easy, but it is just trying to, just situational awareness. How am I feeling in this mm-hmm. moment or how little am I feeling? How much mm-hmm. am I feeling? Oh, I love this. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. This, this was such a good conversation for so many reasons. Um, I would, I just have one more question, of course, with embodiment coaching and with the childless, not by choice for those of us who are dealing with trauma is this something that you would recommend for a person who's experienced like, let's say a physical trauma, like you've described, but in, as well as an emotional trauma, as in maybe emotional, like body abuse or, you know, body dysmorphia, would it also, would, would individuals like that also uh, benefit from embodiment coaching? I would think so. I think it's really important when mm. you are choosing your your person or your people to work with, that they have an understanding of your particular situation. And so that is mm. why, yes, the, these techniques can be applied universally. That's why I mm-hmm. work specifically with childless, not by choice women, because I know that experience. I have that lived experience. 
Um, so I'm able to understand and speak to that particular uh, life experience. So yes, I would say yes. And with the caveat that it's important to find somebody who truly knows whatever it is that you're dealing with. Yes, I could not agree more. Like, like I said, you being, you walking the walk gives you a unique position to help individuals who are going through the same thing. And I, I echo you all the way that connecting with somebody who has experienced it they truly can support you with the nuances that you may not know about. There's, I, there's so much that about individual experience that people just, they assume that it's just, you know, something that can never be helped or, you know, nobody's ever gone through something like this or they're shamed or they're embarrassed, whatever the case may be. So I appreciate you coming on here and talking about your own personal experiences um, because that's difficult and it's it's inspiring. And I'm, there, I'm sure there are other women who are listening who are inspired and who are, um, uh, you know, feeling a little bit more seen because of your words. So I really, really appreciate you coming on and in explaining embodiment coaching as well and how that can help women who are childless by not by choice. And I just, you know, informing and awareness is so important, especially in these spaces where women are so often afraid to mm-hmm. speak out um, or are just unseen. So just thank you. Thank you so much. Before we wrap up, is there anything that you would like to share um, mm-hmm. with the audience? Yeah, I have a free guide for childless women uh, that to establishing uh, connection with your body. And so I'll share that with you and hopefully you can put that as a link in the show notes. So people will be able to try out some different techniques, um, and see what works and then start to bring awareness and integrate the, this, even this idea slowly into their lives. Absolutely. That's Excellent. Thank you for doing the work that you do and for helping this demographic of women. Um, It is just awesome. I love to see women supporting women. You are, like I said, made of metal. You're an incredible lady. And thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yes, you're very welcome. So everybody listening, please, if this resonates with you or there is a uh, a woman in your life who you may who think it may resonate with, please pass this episode along and pass along Sarah Jane's information. I'm going to be putting all of her links in the episode description, so please follow up with her there. And I hope you guys loved this episode. I love bringing you guys content from individuals who are just moving in their stories and who are really doing impactful, impactful, just passionate, incredible work for people who need it, who seriously need it. So with that, everybody, um, I love each and every one of you. And please do not forget to bloom where you are planted. Mm